Welcome to the New Hope Youth Group Podcast. On this show, current and former students share truth and what God is doing in their lives. Now here's your host, Tyler Smith. We've got a very special guest on the show this week. He is not a former student of New Hope, but he has been a guest speaker on multiple occasions for our church and youth group through various events. Uh, He's done comedy and has worked with Compassion and other organizations And he is also someone who's traveled all over the world and has worked with some of the biggest Christian artists that you've heard of. So, Mr. Tony Wolf, welcome. Thanks for joining us. Absolutely. Good to be here. All right. I'm going to ask you some rapid fire uh, favorite questions here as we kind of get to know you a little bit better. Um, This is a a wide list here, probably, but favorite city that you visited so far? Uh, There's a lot of great ones, uh, but I'm, I'm a little partial to San Antonio, actually. San Antonio. I, I thought you would say Crawfordsville, but that's okay. San Antonio is good too. <laughs> um, how about favorite sports team? Unfortunately, I am a Miami Dolphins fan, oh. and um, we have not won anything since, I don't know, 1937 or something like that, but uh, I've, uh, I've stayed with them. Especially when Ray Finkel missed the kick with the laces yeah. in. Yeah. Un- unforgivable. <laughs> unforgivable. Uh, th- do you happen to have a favorite dad joke? favorite dad joke uh actually no i I really don't even know any dad jokes Uh, i'm usually just the uh the subject of all the jokes in my house so (laughs) that's good enough um (laughs) favorite childhood memory what comes to mind oh uh probably my first baseball game my my dad took me to um uh, what was old Memorial Park in Baltimore to see the um, the Orioles play against the Texas Rangers. And uh, it uh, it was just the stadium seemed like it was, you know, 10 times as big as they, they seem now when you're a yeah. seven year old kid. And I was just uh, I was just in all of that. So, yeah, yeah, that's, that's a great memory. Um, can you recall how many how many countries have you been to? You've been outside of the U.S.? Oh, uh, wow. Total. um I'm going to count them up in my head here real quick. Uh, so I, I would say probably uh, eight. Eight, okay. Eight or and nine, how, yeah. And how many, How many? I won't ask you how many cities, but how many states do you think you've been to? I have been to, been to and either performed or spoken in 49 states. 49 states. Yep. So are we are we missing Alaska? Is that where we're missing? We, that, that's the one. And, yeah. and unfortunately, I, I had I had a gig there one time. And it was just a one, it was just like a one off type show. And uh, one of the bands had called me and offered me 40 shows, uh, but it conflicted with the Alaska date. So I had to, I had to back out of that one and let them get somebody (laughs) else. So came close. So maybe one day we'll we'll try to try to get you out there. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, Obviously with, you know, you've worked with a ton of Christian artists, um, speakers, you know, going all over the place. Um, what are, you know, some of the Christian artists that, you know, some of our listeners may know that you've worked with? Uh, well, um, Mercy Me, um, I just actually, before the pandemic, uh, did about a two-year run with them. And it was actually the second time I'd been out with them. Um, but then um, Crowder, uh, the Newsboys, uh, I, I just finished a, a, a spring tour with um, Stephen Curtis Chapman um, and uh, Got some got some shows coming up with everybody from Unspoken to uh, Sidewalk Prophets, just a, a bunch of different uh, artists. And actually, just got a call last night uh, to do a show with uh, 
with Sandy Patty, uh, wow. which is a, a, a name from the past, a, a legend. Um, and she apparently uh, has adopted children and uh, just doesn't really do uh, an ask or has never really done that. And so uh, I may end up doing a show with her. But um, but it's been a lot of a lot of different artists. And, and uh, frankly, I, I've had nothing but positive experiences over the years from everybody from Southern gospel groups to skillet. Yeah. So, yeah. That was actually one thing I was going to ask. Like sometimes you hear some of the not so great stories about like, yeah, I work with so-and-so and this person was a jerk or this person, whatever. But I wanted to, you know, kind of ask the opposite question, you know, out of the artists you've worked with, who has really uh, impressed you with their heart for ministry? Maybe a, a singer or group that you can tell they're, they're not just going through the motions and, and saying these things, but they really have a heart for reaching people. Yeah, I, you know, honestly, I, I did a tour with Jeremy Camp a few years ago, and um, and and I could I could probably share stories from almost every tour I've been on where I, I've seen something or I've had an experience that that really put into perspective for me that these guys aren't just singers or out here trying to sell records. They they really are uh, about ministry. But uh, Jeremy uh, it really impressed me that every day on the tour, not only was there you know, a devotion time. And not only do we have tour church, uh, on, on Sunday mornings. Um, but he was the one leading it every time. A lot of the tours, they'll have a different person each day, kind of bring a devotional thought kind of thing. But, uh, Jeremy really was, it was like, it, it really was like traveling with a tour pastor. Uh, and, and a lot of groups even have someone like that, but, but in that particular tour, he, he was the, he was the man. And, um, it, it really made a, it, it, I felt like it really made a difference because you're, yeah. you're being, being led the guy leading the tour, the main guy is, you know, leading you and your in your walk each day. Uh, and so I, I really, I really appreciated that. That's definitely cool to hear Indiana boy, Jeremy camp. Uh, for those yep. who don't know, he actually spent a few years in Crawfordsville and spent a lot of his life growing up in Lafayette, you know, right down the road. So. Um, yeah. I've been to his dad's cool. church before and uh, it's just a good, uh, good, good uh, family ministry for sure. Yeah. Well, I know you've, you've done some work with Compassion International. Um, I love that organization. Caitlin and I sponsor uh, two children yep. through that. Um, I was going to ask you, you know, in the year 2022, um, you know, we can talk about the organization as well, but like just the topic itself of compassion, like when you hear that word, like what does it mean? What does compassion as a Christian look like in this day and age, in your opinion? I, I immediately am taken to the, the story of the Good Samaritan um, and just reason being, um, you know, a lot of folks can claim uh, Christianity and a lot of people, uh, you know, hey, I go to church um, or, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but it's quite different when, when you read that story and you hear that it wasn't just a couple of people that came up on this guy who had been beaten down and left for dead, but uh, it was a priest and, and, and a minister that, that came up on this guy and they turned their backs and went to the other side of the street. And then finally, just a Samaritan, as he was traveling, uh, went to the guy. And when we're talking about compassion, he, he didn't just, you know, ask him what was wrong and go get somebody else to help him. I mean, he he personally cleaned up this guy's wounds and, you know, put him on his own. Uh, it'd be like putting him on his own vehicle, but he, he put him on his own donkey and took him to a place where he could rest and he could he could recover. And even went to the the innkeeper and said, "Hey, you know, here's all the money to cover it, and if if there's anything else that's needed, you know, I, I'll I'll reimburse you for that as well." And so, 
Um, you know, he came back to check on the guy. And I mean, you know, that to me, uh, when I think about the, the word compassion is I've traveled to a lot of different countries and, and encountered people that um, frankly live in pandemic type, you know, uh, situations all the time. I mean, these folks live in extreme poverty. Uh, they, they have nothing to their name. Um, people living in, in landfills, people living in garbage heaps and, uh, you know, with their, their small children and babies. It, it, it's one thing to, to empathize with, with folks but, but quite another to go, I'm going to go out of pocket here to help this person. I'm going to, I'm going to make sure they physically are taken care of. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to do everything I can to help this person. Um, that, that's, that's what I think of. And especially when you're talking about the vulnerability of a child, um, for people to, to want to reach out and, and to help in that way. Um, and that's what I think of when I think of the word. Uh, and frankly, that organization ha- has really helped bring, bring that to it to a place of reality for me yeah i agree I've, I've been really touched by the stories over the years you know sponsoring the kids ourselves and you know sharing letters but um just that whole idea of you know not just feeling sorry for somebody or feeling a little sympathetic but just like um i think that the root of the word is just feeling like a hurt like a deep hurt for them and you know feeling in your gut um yeah. so all these all these verses that talk about jesus had compassion on them he was like really you know, hurting for them and, uh, you know, really um, doing something about it as just like the the Good Samaritan story as well. So really good thoughts. You're also very uh, passionate about adoption. This is a big topic, you know, with, uh, you know, some of the things going on in the news recently, even um, I think the church should be more involved in helping families with adoption or going through that process. And and I will say this as well, if you happen to be a student and are listening to this, you know, we're also going to talk about things that that you can do even at a young age to help with some of this stuff. But um, who have you, uh, I think you said recently you've been working with um, another organization and uh, you can mention that and also some of your thoughts just on the whole adoption topic. Yeah. I've in fact worked with a number of organizations and um, you know, part of, part of my um, you know, uh, commitment to to speaking uh, up for people who are vulnerable or people that are born into situations they being able to see it, um, you know, live and in action. And so I've, I've gone on trips with Compassion and Children International and Child Fund. Um, but Holt International is a group uh, that's a little bit different in that a lot of the organizations I've spoken for, uh, the idea is to sponsor a child living in poverty, which obviously is a great need and it's, and it's, a, it's a great ministry to be a part of. Uh, Holt is a little bit different and uh, has a different angle into my heart, uh, simply because they also deal with physical adoption and family restoration. Um, and they give people an opportunity to be a bridge from a place when a child is first put up for adoption to when they actually are adopted and are with their forever family. So you're, you're really being what, what they call a life bridge for that child, um, until they're, they're actually in their forever home. And so, um, I've been uh, doing some stuff for them for about the past year or, or so now, just really since the pandemic happened. Um, and, um, and, you know, I was actually myself, uh, a lot of people in your church have heard my story before, but I, I was adopted by a teenage girl um, <laughs> back at the end of the 1960s. They, they did things a lot differently back then. But, uh, but um, 
you know, I had two biological brothers that never did get adopted and uh, I'm in contact with them to, to this day. And they, they always tell me the same thing. They're like, you were the lucky one. And um, that, that adoption really, really made a, a huge difference in my life. And so I, I understand the importance of that and uh, love having the opportunity to, um, to speak on behalf of, you know, kids that were, you know, born into this uh, similar situation as me. It wasn't our fault, uh, but that's where we found ourselves. And so, yeah. Have you seen the much change um, because of the pandemic and whether good or bad, like has, has there been more uh, churches and people interested in stepping up? Has it been harder for the organizations? Like, have you noticed anything in the last couple of years? Well, I know for a while, uh, several organizations uh, had a difficult time uh, just with the the actual, um, uh, trying to think of the word here, being able to get in and out of countries and, you know, uh, move, move supplies, things like that uh, certainly were affected for a while. Some of the prices of, of some of the, you know, uh, resources uh, actually went up, but I was kind of surprised to see that the, the price of sponsorship really didn't go up and past that i i really thought during the pandemic uh wow you know people's ability to sponsor kids is, is probably going to go down because you know people's jobs were affected some people lost their jobs i know we were we were personally you know all but out of work for a good six to eight months and um you know certainly affected uh, you know for a, a little over a year just by all of that but man i'll tell you what so encouraged to to say um numbers for sponsorship and, and, and percentage especially has actually gone up, um, in the, in the, uh, circles that I have, I have, uh, traveled in the past year or two. And I, I just think it's people, people understand, and, you know, they're, they're, they're more sympathetic when they've, when they've gone through something or where they've, they've had some struggles of their own. That's the only thing I could attribute it to, but, um, you know, the church in general, uh, been so encouraged as I've traveled to hear minister after minister say, man, not only did our giving not go down, it actually, it actually increased. And, um, I think people are just, uh, you know, the pandemic had a lot of bad things, but I think some of the positives is just, um, that realization at the end of the day, we're all in this country, we're all taken care of pretty, pretty well. We're, we're pretty fortunate people, uh, living here. And, um, you know, we can all, make some cuts and some changes, uh, you know, when we're, when we're going through some difficult times. And so that's the only thing I could attribute it to, but the, uh, man, the strength and the power of the church is, uh, it's an amazing thing. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I feel like, you know, in my experience, and of course, you know, we don't see the, the whole country, the whole world of what's going on. Um, but there's a lot of numbers as far as like, well, there's, you know, these churches, like they're, they're on this kind of decline attendance wise, things like that. But, for a lot of the good stories, like the um, the service projects, the mission trips, the giving, yeah. like all, all this stuff has been either the same or better. And I feel like maybe a lot of the folks who are kind of just maybe not all in anyway have maybe stayed home. Um, and then the others that are uh, all in have um, continued to be all in, which is a encouraging thing. So I, I've chosen, you know, to focus on the good of the things that have come from the last couple of years. And hopefully we continue to to see those trends uh, yeah. with these important topics. Um, if you could for a moment, speak to the, I guess I'm thinking of all ages here, you know, speak to the 13 year old who's listening to this, or maybe the 55 year old or whatever um, as Christians, what can we do 
whether we have the the means currently or not um, to you know do sponsorships or adoption um, with these topics in general, how can we be like more aware of what's going on, plan for the future, find ways to help and raise awareness with these uh, all important topics? Well, I, I think I'd start at a place of saying, um, you know, even the smallest gifts um, really can end up blessing someone's life. And, and what I mean by that is, you know, we talk about resources and we immediately think of, of money. And while, you know, money is a good thing and it, you know it, it, for people that are that are struggling um you know it, it, it's a it's a place where we can certainly help our resources are, are more than that our resources are our time our talents are uh making ourselves available and so i would say this to someone who's 13 i, w- I would say it to someone who's who's 85 um you know you don't have to have great talents or great training in order to to make a difference in another person's life. You know, if you are attending your church and, and you're thinking, man, how could I get involved? I, I'm not a teacher. I don't have a Bible college degree. I've never uh, had any kind of training. Well, I, I would first say to you, if you can shake a hand or if you can, if you can pray with somebody, um, then you can have a ministry. If, if you can hold a baby in a nursery, um, if you can play a cowbell, uh, a lot, a lot of, <laughs> worship teams and as I travel I mean I, I've seen triangle players I've, I've seen uh, people playing uh, you know different percussional things um, if you can even play just a little bit of, of an instrument you know or, or maybe you can sing a little bit you can serve in your church um, but then outside of the walls there um, you know we all have the opportunity every day uh, to be the hands and feet of Jesus uh, whether that in- involves money or uh, some some you know some elbow grease or uh, just a listening ear. And so looking for those opportunities where um, you can make a difference in another person's life and, and keeping the mindset of being a servant. I think that's, um, that's really where we change the world is, is taking the time, um, making the decision to make ourselves available um, to God and to um, helping his kingdom, however we, we can, um, is, is, is critical. Yeah. And the first thing you said there about, you know, if you don't feel qualified or, you know, ready or whatever, whatever phrase you want to use, uh, you're in great company. You know, the first disciples uh, doing their different jobs and they were like, why, why is this guy choosing us you know, to carry out this work? So uh, well, really I, good. I, yeah, go I heard a, I heard a minister say years ago, uh, God doesn't always call the qualified, but he always qualifies the called. And yes. so having a passion uh, or, or just having an open eye to uh, people in need, man, uh, God can do amazing things through us uh, when we're willing just to, to give a little bit of ourselves. Um, I always tell people when I'm, when I'm talking on behalf of children living in poverty or um, children that need to be, uh, you know, need assistance until they're, they're adopted that, you know, you, you can, you can pull something off like this for essentially about a dollar a day. Most of the organizations that I have worked with, um, it's, it's usually, you know, 30 to, to $39 a month, uh, in order to, to provide everything that person or a child would need to, to not only survive, uh, and not only eventually flourish, but also to, 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 uh, be able to receive the gospel and, every organization is different. Some of them actually make that part of their curriculum of, you know, Hey, we're going to, we're going to present the gospel to some of these kids. And then 
other organizations go places where the gospel is not necessarily welcome. They can't just go in there and do that. But their sponsors are welcome to write their kids and say, hey, God loves you. Um, he has a plan for your life, one to prosper you, not to harm you. I want to give you a hope and a future. Um, his son went to the cross for you uh, and, and you know, past all that, I want to tell you that, you know, our family, we're, we're sponsoring you. We love you. We care about you and we're praying for you. And um, that type of ministry, as I've traveled the globe, I've, I've run into so many children um, that have told me their stories of being sponsored out of, um, you know, other faiths, even uh, Muslim children saying, I never heard about Jesus until I was sponsored. And um, my, my sponsor started writing me letters and telling me about Christ. And, and so um, it, it's just amazing what can be done if we're, if we're just simply willing to serve. Yeah, and I'll also add this, uh, you know, if you hear and think about, you know, 30 plus dollars a month, and if you think that that's not something you can, you know, do at this time, um, I would encourage you to get with your family, get with a friend or multiple friends, and together you can, you know, put those resources together and completely change someone's life. It is, uh, it's worth it. It's worth your consideration for now and in the future. And I think the more awareness we can raise towards this, the better. It's been amazing to hear those stories and see all of that. Um, you know, being done all over the world. And um, another thing you said, it, it makes me think about, you know, Jesus himself and his ministry. You know, you mentioned being available for, for service. Um, think about his life, how available he was. Like, I don't know what percentage, but a huge bulk of his ministry was him passing from town to town and then somebody interrupting him or somebody um, just coming up to him and asking yeah. a question. And he would always have compassion instead of saying like, I'm too busy. Got to go. See you later. You know, he would always stop. He was never in a hurry. He would always uh, try to meet those needs the best that he could. And, and we have that uh, ministry ourselves to not be so busy, but to really stop and help um, those who are in need. So really good advice uh, today from Tony. Is there anything else that you would like to add before we let you go today? Well, I would just say to anybody listening, uh, like you said, um, you know, 30 something dollars a month for some people is not a problem for others. Um, it does require uh, maybe sometimes um, going in with someone else. I know a lot of um, a lot of youth groups will on a child or two by um, putting their picture up in their youth room and just putting a coffee cup there and asking people to bring in change. And when you when you think about it, you have uh, ten or fifteen, twenty people in a in a, in a group or a class, and uh, they just bring in a couple of quarters each week. Um, <laughs> you're you're at thirty dollars and then some uh, very very quickly and very easily each month, and so. Um, and for, for other people, sometimes it's, it's a matter of, uh, especially as a, as a young person, um, you know, uh, having a, having a part-time job or something that you do, and it could be, wouldn't, doesn't have to be actually employed by a restaurant or something like that, but, but some, you know, some kids mow lawns, some kids, uh, will babysit my, my 16 year old, well, she's 18 now, but when my daughter Brooklyn was 16 years old, she, um, she, uh, got a babysitting job and, uh, this uh, lady she babysat uh, for had seven kids and uh, Brooklyn came home after, I don't know, uh, several hours. And uh, she said, hey, you know, she she paid me fifty dollars and, uh, you know, she wants me to do this, uh, you know, twice a week going forward. And uh, you realize what this means? And I said, I, what, you're going to get an Xbox? And she said, no, I, I can sponsor my own child now. And um, wow. she she has done that now for the past two and a half years. She's got a little boy in the Dominican Republic named Herberto. And they write letters back and forth and everything. And so all that to say, um, you know, at $30 a month, it's really a dollar a day. Um, 
you know, most of us uh, can can find a way to 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 uh, to produce that, uh, especially when we realize that, uh, you know, someone else's life and, and goodness and possible salvation is is uh, is part of the equation. So yeah. that's what I would. I, I want to give uh, the listeners. Um, I want to give them something. This is a little bit unorthodox, but uh, I want to. I want to give you my personal phone number, and uh, uh, <laughs> it might sound a little bit crazy. It's not an agency. This is uh, this is my cell number, and it's the number my kids call me on. Um, but uh, I give this to you so you could text or even call me if if you'd be interested in sponsoring a child. Um, I would love that. Uh, so my number is six one five. Three three zero two nine nine four. Again, six one five three three zero two nine nine four. And uh, if you have a heart for uh, young children, or maybe your heart is for a, a teenager, um, maybe there's a country that you've visited or want to visit, Brazil or or the Dominican or someplace like that, or you've been to Mexico and you're like, I want to help a child from that country. Uh, I can make through very. Uh, and I would encourage you to, to do your homework. Uh, you can go to charitynavigator.com uh, and uh, kind of see the percentage that goes to these kids. And you'll find out real soon the, the great organizations that are out there, the, the Compassions of the World, the World Visions, the, the Child Fund, uh, you know, Children International, um, and even some smaller. Uh, there's a great organization called Hands and Feet Project of Haiti which was started by uh, the guys from Audio Adrenaline and uh, some of the guys from Kentucky Christian University. And uh, they work with a specific um, orphanage right there in Haiti, and it's a great work. And so lots of ways people can get involved. That sounds awesome. Yeah, let's blow up Tony's phone if you have questions. Come on. Let's get a hold of him. Yeah, he's <laughs> ready for it. Uh, Tony, always a pleasure. Um, we will be you know, praying for your efforts, uh, you. you know, whether you're speaking and going to different places um, or just all the work that, you, that you're doing, um, love your heart for ministry. And uh, it's been a, been awesome hearing you speak many times and we hope to see you again soon. And uh, thanks for joining us today. And, and again, we'll be praying for you in your future. So appreciate it, Tyler. Thank you.